This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast, the only Sixers podcast where we openly admit that we don't watch games. To be honest, I don't even feel like talking about the Sixers, but here we are. On today's podcast, we talk about the first quarter of the season. Dave thinks there's a chance we get Dame and more Ben Simmons and Toby talk. So of all that being said, here is... First name Dane. Welcome back to the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, aka Nuge. After what was probably our longest hiatus, we are back and we have the whole squad of us for a quarter season recap. So first we have Sailor June, June 1. Or did we agree that June didn't want to talk? He just wants to be here for Dave. June, are you going to say anything today? Uh, I don't know, but I should just stay on that boat and not watch <laughs> these Sixers games. Well, he may not say anything for the rest of the pod, but he is here. Thank you for joining us, June. Uh, second, we have someone who needs to invite us over for dinner. That is Ponzi Wells, a.k.a. Dave DeMacco. What's up, guys? Great to be back. Not as great as Max is going to look in red, white, and black, however. <laughs> Good to be here, though. <laughs> and last but not least, we have the Lone Ranger, J.B. Mudman. Just ordered you all Toby jerseys for Christmas. <laughs> oh no, we'll get to them. I'm, uh, I have a little bit of a Toby rant in me, but ah, uh, once so, once you kick us off with the Toby rant, Nuge, go ahead, get it out, yeah, let it out. I'll, I'll, I'll let out when time comes. Okay. So since our last pod, it's been a while since our last pod. I think the last time we pod uh, had a podcast was maybe the Detroit <laughs> game, and I think we were like three and one, something along the lines of that. A lot has been happened. that long. <laughs> it's been that long. That's that's got to be our longest break between pods, right? Wow, it's been a year and a half, and I don't think we ever took in that long of a break. A little bit intentional, I'm not gonna lie. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, so you guys might have to fill in the fill in the blanks because uh, I'm just gonna go off the top of my head. We have uh, we started off with an impressive eight and two start. We beat the Bulls twice, and B looked great. Then MB got COVID for what seemed like. A month and then we struggled a little bit but Tyrese Maxey got off to like a, a nice little streak cold off since then uh the Sixers are now 15 and 14 in the seventh seed after losing to the Heat tonight without Jimmy Butler and without Bam Adebayo uh, without Tyler Hero too I think so um the Sixers just yet again struggle against the COVID depleted Heat um Tobias Harris is exactly who we all said he is and Glenn Rivers is the worst coach in the NBA. So where would you guys like to start? Do you just want to give your spiel about the first quarter of the season or what? Dave, I'm going to start with you. I think uh, a few things. One, uh, we beat the Hawks if we have Gabe Vincent instead of Toby. I think uh, I think June said that or you said that. One of you guys said that. Somebody said that in the chat earlier. Very true. Um, I think if we have Brett instead of Doc Rivers, I think we also beat the Hawks. And I am still full-blown uh, 
I'm, mm, it's tough. I'm like, I really, really think we're going to make a push for Dame here. I really, really do. I'm hanging on to that. I feel like that's the last, <clears throat> the last time we did a pod. I think that was my prediction for the season is that we trade for Dame. Um, or I still had some hope at least. I still do have some hope that we acquire him. If we don't, I think we should tank the season. But I think since Embiid's been back from COVID, I think he's looked better. Um, he's had some really nice games, and uh, he doesn't look as hobbled as he did in the beginning of the year when I really wanted them to shut it down. So I think if there's a way to get Dame here by the deadline, I think you have to do it. I think uh, Maxi has played himself into unbelievable value, and uh, if a team – is going to lose a superstar like that. You'd want a young player like Maxi in return, along with a bunch of picks. Um, so Maxi's the young stud. Where do the picks come from? I think that's a third team that Ben gets rerouted to. Um, but if Portland really does somehow hold on to him for the rest of the year, which really seems unlikely, likely, I mean, nothing but turmoil um, up there since over the summer, it was the crazy owner, Paul Allen's the late Paul Allen's sister, was there was some crazy hit piece that came out on her and then Neil Olshay with the whole me too thing. And now Portland's just been in shambles and they're losing and some weird shit with CJ McCollum and Chauncey Billups doesn't get along with people. They just, we saw a tweet today that uh, Nurkic and Covington are available that they are headed for an iceberg and uh, they're going to trade Dame. And I really think I've, this is what Daryl's been waiting for. I know people are giving up on Daryl. Maybe some people on this zoom, uh, but you know, I, I really think he's been patient for this and it's all leading up to this. And, uh, I think he's going to bring it home, but, uh, if for some reason they, they actually keep Dame, um, I think that I got to move Ben to a team that's willing to overpay and, and young players and picks and still go the tank route for the season. We're not going to win anything this year. I would all be all for shutting and bead down for the rest of the year and, uh, just trying to play our young guys and, you know, get a, the best pick that we can play the lottery a little bit and then reevaluate things in the summertime. So priority one for me, put Dame with Embiid. If that happens, I really think we can beat anybody and win a championship this year. And uh, if that is not possible, you got to get Ben out of here for whoever's willing to give up picks and, and go tank the season. You know, now that you mentioned it, I, I remember what our last pod was and it was a 99 Spurs theory. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 20 games later, 20 games or so later, uh, I think it's never been more true that we should do that. But uh, JB, give me your opening statements. And also, I want to hear what you think about uh, Dave's uh, plan to get Dame in the Philly. Do you think that's a plausible thing he's, to expect? He's a loser, not Dave. Dame. That dude, and it's like, I don't get why he's so – like outwardly in love with Portland. Like I, I'm all for, I love that when you like support your home team, I'd be pissed if like we had the version of Dame Lillard or if Embiid was like permanently in the spotlight of like, he might request a trade or he might not. Like luckily we're not dealing with that yet, but like his defense of not wanting a trade and that all these stories are fake and stuff. Something about it is just so cringy. Um, I'd rather uh, my list. I have five people over him on my list right now. Uh, five. <laughs> I can't <laughs> name them yet, but <laughs> you have to name. You got five. You got to name you, them. You got to. Now that you mentioned it, you got to name at least some of them. Jalen Brown, SGA, okay. and I'll come back for the other two or three. Um, I have to go on Google. 
The <laughs> I forget what was my other question. Uh, just your opening statements on the first quarter of the regular season. Yeah, we we suck and like it was fun when everyone had COVID, aka Toby, because mm-hmm. we got to watch our young guys flourish. And and now it's like at least I can enjoy watching young player development. But like now with him be back, Doc puts Maxi in the old Simmons spot and Isaiah Joe plays two minutes a game. <laughs> Paul Reed airballs a three every time he gets in and gets the ball in the corner. Um Furcon got space jammed. Mm. And, and Nian got space jammed as well. And yeah, now he's got COVID. Like it's everything is so it's just not enjoyable. And like if if De- if we fast forward a month or whatever, and like Daryl Morey pulls off a crazy trade that gets us gets us something like that we're happy about, like good for him. But I'm starting to get a little suspect that we're just like, I don't know. I'm losing patience, which I know is like the worst quality in like a negotiation that we're dealing with. But like, I don't fucking care. This is boring. He's not losing patience, JB. That's why that's why he's in the driver's seat. Exactly. Yeah, I'm losing patience. He's holding on to it, which is like probably everything you want in a person overseeing your team. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm a fan and he's an executive. I think we're I really think we're just one move away, one big move. And you put you put somebody legit with Embiid, and we have a real chance. Embiid is he's healthy enough this year. Um, since he's been back from COVID, I think he's looked, he's had some pretty monster, monstrous games and he looks, uh, like good enough. Like, you know, we're right now, we're still the seventh seed right now. If it ends seventh or eighth seed, you know, we're in the playing tournament if it ends today. And, uh, if you can pair Lillard, we're not getting Jalen Brown. I don't see how that ever happens. But, uh, speaking of Jalen Brown, since we're, since we're always riffing here, uh, Danny Ainge accepting as a CEO position with the Utah jazz. How fitting is that? From Boston to Utah, go figure. Um, yeah, racist Danny. No better landing <laughs> spot than Utah. But uh, yeah, I think uh, he's going to get Dame. We're going to get Dame. Damian Lillard is going to be a sixer by February 6th or whatever the trade deadline is. I really think it's coming. And I think Lillard and Embiid is crazy. That's crazy. If you put Lillard in it, Lillard is just YouTube Dame Lillard game winner. We've all seen them. But that was not that long ago, and he is he is that dude, and he has never played with somebody that has the gravity that Embiid has, and vice versa. I mean, that is a one-two punch that is up there with Harden and Durant. It's up there with LeBron and AD. It is up there. It's it's up there. I mean, that is it doesn't really get much better than than Lillard and Embiid. I don't know if anyone can run it into the ground. However, it's Doc, and if anybody can get in the way, it's Toby. But uh, Lillard and Embiid, I think that you know we'll figure the rest out later. Daryl trades for stars and uh, we already have one. So we got to give him a chance. Everybody had a chance. Colangelo made it. We gave, he made a big swing after some time went by Elton made a big swing, you know, made a couple big swings. Daryl hasn't made a big swing yet. So, but he's at the plate. He's at the plate and uh, it's a full count. It's a full count. So we'll see, see what happens. Yeah. A lot of people with, uh, you know, this less than ideal start are saying like, Okay, Daryl, like you have to make a move. It's December 15th uh, of note, which is a, a date where a lot of, I guess, the people who sign extensions or who's, whoever signed in free agency this past offseason are now eligible to be traded. Uh, so everyone's looking for the Ben trade. And uh, I just, I think, 
after the last 20 games or so, just really, you know, confirmed to me that Daryl should be waiting. Like this season is lost anyway, in my opinion, unless we landed a superstar like Dame. So what are you doing trading Ben for Karis LeVert? Like just hold out. And like, obviously, like we said in the beginning of the season, teams are going to start the paint like the Sacramento Kings alone. I said in the beginning of the season, when they, when they start, whatever they started again, which is like the 10th year in a row, their record is what they are 11, 17. And of course they're going to start putting players on the table. So like, obviously we're looking at better players and like De'Aaron Fox, but like Portland has lost nine of their last 10 uh, GMs out. Chauncey Billups is bickering with the starters versus the bench. So like, I don't think, Dave, I'll get this straight. I don't think Dave is coming to Philly. Dave, I've told, I've told you this in the chat. Like, I don't think it's happening. It seems like a pipe dream. I think if he wanted to be a sixer, he'd be a sixer. And Anyway, but that's besides the point. Like, there's no point in Daryl trading Ben for pennies now with this season being lost. He might as well just wait and watch these players come become available, then make a trade. So, uh, JB, let me ask you, how confident are you in Daryl? I'm still confident. Like, as you were saying before, I think he's doing it right, or he's not settling, which – like, I wish I could see what offers were out there. Like, there were so many rumors of, like, the Brogdon and whatever was coming with that deal. Like, my impatient ass would probably have accepted, like, four out of five of these rumors. Um, but I don't know. He keeps saying we can't trade him for nothing and sacrifice in Beach Prime. And I get that in theory, but, like, what if this never ends? What if the Kings never want uh, Ben Simmons or the Thunder or I don't know who else? Who would want him? He doesn't play. He doesn't want to play. Or does he? It, <laughs> he wants to play. Like, he wants uh, to play in the. He wants to play in the shadows and and put up his stats. He wants to. He wants an opportunity to fail. That the, the an opportunity he never got here. So he wants to play in Sacramento or San Antonio. Anywhere he wants to play in a small market where he can just show up and collect his paychecks and have his name out of the media. And Phil, uh, he's gonna he'll find his spot. I think if he'll he will he has to be moved. He will be moved by the deadline. And again, so, it's either it's gonna be for the max amount of picks. Like it's got to be like three picks and three swaps from like San Antonio or something. And those. Picks and swaps are either tucked away in Daryl's wallet or rerouted to a third team where we get a star back. That's like uh, those are the only two scenarios. Or you think we like settle for that trade and then at a later date hope to like flip those picks. That that what we either we either it's a, it's a three team trade and the picks are automatically rerouted to Portland or wherever, uh, or we just take the picks back and basically fucking dump them you know, for cap relief and picks and maybe a couple young guys and just sit on the picks until we um, repackage them in the big trade. I'd almost rather that latter situation happen where I could like just constantly deliberate or hope <laughs> that we're either tanking or not. Like at least, at least I could see the two pathways right now. It's just like, Oh, it's still Ben. 
Like, give me a, a second rounder for him. <laughs> oh, we're going to get multiple first round picks for him. Someone's going to, whether it's Minnesota or Sacramento, somebody's going to cough it up. Somebody's going to cough it up soon. It's, it's about that time where, you know, teams are antsy to make, make a playoff push and they think they're one piece away. And everyone remembers that he's a two-time defensive player of the year runner up or all-star or whatever the fuck he was. And he can impact, you know, winning a regular season winning, at least that's undeniable. Some of these small market market teams just want to win games and get in the playoffs so they can, you know, get uh, a couple, couple home games of, of, uh, you know, ticket revenue and concession revenue. So, you know, that's, that's all it takes. It only takes one Sacramento or Minnesota to cough up like six future picks. And, uh, you know, he will help a team win, you know, he's definitely contributes to regular season winning. Um, so you got to imagine he's been staying in shape this whole time and he'll, he'll help somebody, somebody will overpay for him. We're going to, and it's going to happen soon. It's not going to go on much longer. No way we keep him into the summer. There's no way this is, this is by the deadline. He's gone. And today is the first day, December 15th, Wednesday. Today's the day that all the contracts that were signed over the summer can finally be traded. So, uh, the, and we've been seeing some, uh, some, some, uh, bubbles on Twitter too. So it's, uh, it's starting to happen We're we're entering trade season. So I think, uh, you know, in the next six to eight weeks, uh, four to four to eight weeks, I think, uh, I think we finally see it. Daryl said it could last four years. Do you believe him? I mean, that was the right thing to say. That was the right thing to say on the radio. I don't think I'd be shocked if it goes that long, but you know, yeah, that's in, like in principle. How, how is that comment not mutually exclusive with his like other comments? Like his two main points are that like this is going to take as long as it takes. It could take four years, and we're not trading him for nothing, which is going to ruin and beat prime. Like also waiting four years and just him rotting will be hilarious, but it's the same outcome. Like how is that not ruining his prime? That's a good point. That's a good point. Just like, I don't know. I think there's still a chance. While we have him, there's still a chance at something. Once he's moved, for the sake of being moved, the chance is over. We, we've like shot the bullet. There's a negative percent chance he plays for us. Yeah. Never going to happen. And these posts keep coming out. Um, whatever. Not posts. I see tweets that, like, he's getting fined every game. That's amazing. I haven't seen that. No, Nuge, am I making that up? No, you're right. I think as of a couple of weeks ago, he's been fined up to like $6 million already. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and it's like literally line by line. It's like Charlotte game and whatever game. So I don't really That's get nice. why that shit was so in the limelight <laughs> not too long ago. Um, and now it's just like just happening behind the scenes. I don't know what changed there, but... <laughs> I think we, uh, I, since all sorry. that, I think his real quick, I think his value has bottomed. I think it bounced. I think the absolute minimum has passed. Like at, at that time when Daryl went on the radio and said this can last four years, I think that was the floor. Like I think his, his value completely bottomed at that point. And now it's starting to swing back the other way a little bit. I really do. We'll see. But uh, I think he's uh, as in, in, uh, in, in, trading they call that the dead cat bounce when your value just totally plummets and then it does a little bounce before the real before the real plummet so i think we're i think we're in the midst of the dead cat bounce and i think i think daryl will sell soon i really do we uh we definitely didn't get to talk about this 
But how about Rich Paul coming out and saying that the Sixers finding Ben Simmons is leading to his his mental health deterioration? I, I did not see that either. That is preposterous. You didn't see that? I got to show mm-hmm. you the article. He said he compared it to John Wall's situation. Oh, I've that. I, oh, I remember that. That stuff got torn up by everyone. Yeah. Like apples to bananas of like, this is just like that other situation. It's like, no, it's not. It's going to be so interesting to see if or when Ben is traded, how quickly he comes back to play. Very interesting. But, I hope he plays the next day. It'll, uh, and may, like, oh, does mentor, he think, mentally ready? Yeah. Does he think like, I don't know. Like that's such a terrible look. There's no way. Like he'll, I he'll probably uh, purposely sit out a little bit before coming back. Yeah. He. How much he, more like, does he have to sit? Well, go ahead, JB. Sorry. I mean, like, if we trade him to the Thunder, and like, there's probably a backdoor agreement that like. <clears throat> we're going to act like you're ramping up to get ready to play for 10 games. I, I don't care. He could sit out or not sit out. I want him to play immediately. Cause I think that'll be funny. Um, but I cannot wait till we're on the schedule and he's, I think he would sit out against us. Mm-hmm. He'll never play oh, Philadelphia again. Forever never again. Never, never again. again. Yeah. No, he doesn't That's want to If you're, if he's on your team, you hate him. Yes. <laughs> Immediately. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I can't even picture the scene of if he ever stepped foot in Philadelphia again. In Nuge's biggest fears or suspicions or whatever that, like, he joins whatever team and becomes a sharpshooter, willing shooter, like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I will never see it. The only way he ever plays in Philadelphia again is if he gets traded to an Eastern Conference team that we play in a playoff series. Because any any random regular season Tuesday night, Philly on the on the on the schedule, no chance he'll ever he'll never suit up in, in here again. There's no way. But he'll in a seven games in a seven game series against the Pacers or something, I think he's shooting himself in the foot, like dodging the draft. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh. This became a whole Ben Simmons thing again. Well, uh, speaking, well, speaking, of, speaking of mental weakness, oof, Toby, why don't you take this one, Nuge? He's exactly who I fucking said he was. Mm-hmm. He stinks. He's an average player. So he, bad. Every, he's the I, – I said this on Twitter. This is a hot take. He's way bigger of a problem than Ben Simmons has ever been. Mm-hmm. He's the problem. He's the reason it didn't work. Yep. Everything – because, like, I will say – and I'm, I'm not defending Ben at all. But the playoffs happened. The whole optics of it, the optics of it were horrible. But Ben, they were asking Ben to be someone in that series that we all know Ben isn't. He wasn't going to take over those games. And so when Embiid's getting double teamed and he's struggling a little bit, who do you look to? Because Ben isn't that guy. You look to the guy you pay $180 million to. And everything mm-hmm. that he, in theory, does well is just that, a theory. Everyone sees his ability and say like, Oh, he can knock down a three. Oh, he could get by some people and he's not actually good at it. You just see him do it a couple of times and you think he can consistently do it and he can't do it. He thinks too slow. He processes his things too slow. Mm. His decision making is way too slow mm. and it just, it hurts the team and Ben gets all the blame, which he gets, he deserves to get a lot of blame, but like 
if you had, instead of spending money on, instead of making that stupid trade and having to spend all your cash space on Tobias Harris, we could have used it on someone who actually fit. And maybe Ben Simmons doesn't have all this weird spotlight on him. It's, it's all, to- it all comes back to Toby. He ex- mm-hmm. He's, everyone's trying to rush to his defense. And I get it because he's a nice guy. Nicest guy in the I world. I don't, no one cares anymore. It's like you're like these past few games, you're playing, you're playing the Memphis Grizzlies without their best player. You're playing the Miami Heat without their top three or four players. And you just need someone to step up. And he never steps up. In the, and we have, we've had multiple instances of him in the playoffs not stepping up versus the Celtics when we didn't have Ben Simmons and we got swept. And he averaged 13 points a game on 35% shooting or whatever he did. Uh, versus the Raptors when we needed him, we needed him to hit two more threes when he went two of 13 from three in game four. Versus the, the Atlanta Hawks in game five where he blew a 26 point lead, he had four points. He gets paid $180 million. And like everyone wants to forget about the contract. You can't. It's part of the context. Because he's getting paid that much, it's severely hurting the team. And he's exactly who I, who I said he was, who we all said he was, and everyone wanted to defend him. And he's not good. He's just not that good. He's illustrious average. member of the community. Illustrious member of the community. <laughs> also, also a big fat dumb loser. I, I mean, love- a complete, a complete beta black hole ball stopping. Just the, 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 the epitome of, 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 of a, a disgrace to modern basketball. I mean, the pump fake and the thinking and the killing of the flow of the offense and the, and the bad body language and the not stepping up and what a loser, what a really great member of the community. I mean, <laughs> the guy just does it all off the court. He really does on the court. He does nothing, but on the court, he does it all uh, off the court. He does it all. Excuse me. So, uh, um, like thinking back to, and this might've been well before Elm brand when we were like stri- striking out on everyone or like things were starting to look dark as they always do with Sixers fans. And it was probably Dave or it might even have been June. Who's like, yeah, we're just going to end up with Tobias Harris or someone like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was like two years <laughs> later and we make that trade for Toby. And, and he, he tricked me a couple times. And I think we, we sold ourselves on the dock could bring out the magic and maybe did for a game or two, but last year, if we had a, we had a wave last year, it was GameStop Toby. Remember with the short squeeze. <laughs> oh yeah. And he was like, the fans wanted to escort me out the season before. Now, now they were cheering for him. And then he got, now we want to, now we want to escort you out again, but <laughs> he, he had he a got, hot streak. And I, I'll, if I bet if you go back to his podcast, we all called him coming back. We yeah. all knew he was coming back. Oh, yeah. Remember when, uh, like, the game after he didn't make the all-star team, he, like, hit a three and, like, yelled into the crowd. He's like, I should be an all-star or something, like, some <laughs> weird-ass shit. Like, oh, my God. I, I, I'm i not going to say, like, Dorian Nuge's rant, it's like, it's Toby's fault. We didn't make it farther. I, I don't know if I fully agree. Like, he sucks, and his contract is the worst thing I've ever seen. But I think there's so many more issues that just, like, all compound to – why we haven't got past where we've been bad coaching players that don't mesh with each other. And that's, that is Toby, but it was also Ben. Right. And it's, it sucks because you need such a specific piece next to Ben and Embiid to make them work. But I don't know, like Ben's way better than Toby. NBA like skill wise. He's so much better than Toby. Mm. So much. And if, if Toby was, like if Toby was CJ McCollum, they they beat the know. Hawks. They beat the Hawks they, easily. Yeah, they probably have a title by now. 
YouTube. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's uh, it's it's I I hate Ben, and I agree he it's way tougher to win because of him. But I think Toby's a bigger problem, and I think if you had a, a better solution because you know what you needed next to them, like everyone knew what you needed, and we failed to put that around them because we went all in on Toby. Like that's 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 why I think hurt more and i mean i think i could have went down fighting with a, a trio of Embiid, ben and a combo guard that worked rather than Embiid, ben and toby i, I mean i mean it's obvious but like i i think he's a way bigger problem people want to admit and uh listen uh, i i know i'm always the anti-toby guy but i we I all just, are most people move, are i think that moves shut our window yeah and it's that well documented it's well documented we're always right We've always been right about everything. It's all on record. And I listen, you guys know, I think what I think Daryl is going to get Ben out of here and whether it's the big three, three team grand slam, or it's just a, you know, a little move to tuck some picks away and, and pounce later. Toby's gone. Toby will not be a sixer by the deadline. I don't see how Daryl knows he's going to, it's going to be some like, Westbrook for Kuzma, Harrell, and KCP. It's going to be like, you know, three quarters for 75 cents. And uh, he's going to be gone, and we're going to be better for it. I think there will, there's a team that will talk themselves into the remaining – I think he's got two years left after this one on his contract, and he's a 20-point-per-game scorer. And, you know, I think uh, you can – we're not going to get anything of substantial value for him. Maybe some cap relief, probably a few, you know, a few uh, spare parts, but um, he's going to be gone. He's he will be traded. He will not be a sixer. Those are my, that's not, my other bold prediction. I'm out on Daryl if he doesn't trade Toby. Yeah. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I see. I, like Westbrook, like <clears throat> you had LeBron convince himself that Westbrook could be useful to them. You know, there's a misconception that like Westbrook was good. Toby. Every, the book's out on Tobias. Everyone knows he's not that good. Everyone knows it. You should see Twitter, how they turn on him. Everyone knows he's not good. I would still wouldn't trade him for Westbrook. <laughs> I would keep I, – I Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would start two Tobies before I brought Westbrook here. Would, would Sacramento do Buddy Heald and Bagley for Tobias Harris? Keep That would be amazing. Save whoever – take your pick. I'll take one of them. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I would do Toby for Buddy straight up. That would be, oh my God, no way they do that, right? Why would they do that? Because like Bagley isn't even playing, right? Don't they want to get rid of him and then he expires? Bagley, so. Bagley, Bagley stinks and they don't like yeah. Buddy. Buddy like comes off the bench and uh, doesn't even play. And he's paid a lot. Like Bagley, <clears throat> I think Bagley like actually stinks though, right? Yeah, like Bagley they, actually he's at, stinks. He's completely Buddy, out of the rotation. Buddy would be so, but you put Buddy with Embiid. Are you kidding me? And Maxi, that would be amazing. And he's on like a dis- buddy. I just looked the other day. He makes twenty-two million dollars this year, but he's in a. It's a descending contract. So next year it's like eighteen, and the and the final year it's fifteen. Like it's a it's re- it regresses. Like it gets less every year. So it's not like you know he's making thirty-two million. He's not making forty million dollars a year in the last year of his contract. Like fucking Toby is. 2018. So. Um. Well, that's like that's the perfect trade. Whatever, however, salary stuff has to work <clears throat> for Buddy. I don't even need Bagley. Give me like trash that gets to the numbers that we need to get to. Yeah, Toby could work on the Kings. He's great. They need some. Their charity is lacking over there. 
Yeah, they're our only hope. <laughs> our only hope because they're the only franchise dumb enough to be like, hey, if we pair him with Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox, we're a playoff team. Like that. That's exactly who they. That's the only team who has a chance who will give us a chance to take Kobe. I, I always thought he would fit nicely on Utah, just like a scoring four next to the next to Rudy Gobert down there. But uh, now that they have Ainge, he's too smart. He's too smart. I don't think they yeah. would be that dumb. <laughs> See, like at, there are some people on Twitter saying like Tobias is like the perfect four for Embiid. And then the, why does it look so bad? Like he gets in the way. He tries to post yeah. up when Embiid tries to post up. It's it's horrible. It's like yeah, he's, he's not the perfect. Like if he's like his stats, he scores 18 points a game. Then why does he stink so much? Like he, you just watch him and he knew, like today, you knew he was getting that charge called on. You knew it. Robert Covington is the, Covington's the perfect four next to Embiid. What if no one can play with Embiid? Is that really dark? what? What if Embiid's a problem? Is that a weird twist that could happen? What no. is Damian issue? Lillard? Damian Lillard will play with Embiid. Why is can't he, Max? Why does Maxi suck when Embiid plays? Yes. He, he does. He does. Or, or is, it Doc, we, is, it, is it that Doc doesn't know how to use them together? Yeah, is it? it's Doc. It's Doc. <laughs> why, why, are there, why are there reports of Dame wanting to play with Ben Simmons, but not with Joel Embiid? That's, that's insane. I don't believe that. That's, well, like, I don't know where that came from. Is it Maxi like what, especially when we saw him when everyone was hurt? Like, isn't the idea of him perfect for what we want with Embiid? Uh, I guess we want him to be a more of a gunner from three, sure. But, like, pretty good of a compliment to Embiid, yet for the 12 games they played together, it's like Maxie's pointless. He's uh, – I think he's just not there. He's not, you know, he's he got uh, – he's still young. He's still young. He's still raw. He's trying to fit in. He's been – he was more aggressive. He had a good game tonight. Embiid sucked tonight. But um, he looked good tonight, Maxie. He was kind of just – he needs to be, like – he just needs to play free, you know. He needs to play free. He needs to go. He doesn't have the doc. Still has him on a leash, when especially when Embiid's out there, he's like in the dunker spot, like Simmons. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He needs to be play wild and free and just let him go. But Doc doesn't trust him yet because he's young. It's Glenn. Oh my God, we can't. Yeah. We can never get out of our own way. It's like we just we're always stuck with something that's just if it was just different, you know. Oh yeah. Said- Speaking of, let's who clearly the three worst members of the organization are. Toby, Glenn, and Elton. Let's rank them. Joey, JB, you go first. Rank them from, from best to worst. Um, Toby, Doc, Elton. Wait, wait. Worst to best is Toby, Doc, Elton. Yeah, worst to best. That. I agree. Toby, Doc, Elton. Toby, Glenn, Elton. <laughs> I'm going to say Elton, Toby, Glenn. <laughs> Ellen for bringing Ellen for bringing us both Toby and Glenn. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah, Daryl wasn't here well, yet. But that's bullshit. That's, that's Darryl, big brain. Daryl knew it was that was that was no when Daryl was. I don't know. Wait, that's another weird thing that's happened. That's insane. That's crazy that they brought they really hired Doc before Daryl. Wait, news, do you have to go? It's 1020. I do have to go. Um so, guys, just give me some closing statements. I'm just going to say that I'm broken. The Sixers broke me in June. Buy all my tickets. I don't want to go any games. I have no hope. I think we're toast. I think our window's closed. Dave, you next. Um, now's not the time to be bearish. I feel, I feel real optimism on the horizon. I really do. I think I was dead inside about a year ago. I think uh, right out when the bubble ended, 
I think that was, uh, that was it for me. I was out, I was totally out, found a new hobby crypto and, uh, really was done with the Sixers. And, uh, but now I think, uh, I see, I see uh, blood in the water. I smell blood in the water. And, uh, I think we're on the cusp of something big that's going to turn our fortunes around and, and our, our attitudes. JB. Blow it up. <laughs> June, are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have, you guys have, we have no, we have no video of June. He was just sitting there. He said he didn't want to talk. So we didn't make him talk. But June, give us your closing statement. We are doomed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, June. All right, fellas. Uh, I'm going to hop off. I got to go, gotta go pick up Amanda, but, uh, I, I can't say message? I can't I can't say I enjoyed this. I, <laughs> I can't, but yeah, I see it. So uh, we're gonna stop recording now, and we'll talk whenever, maybe two months from now. Who knows? Trust the process. Hey,